Hello, fam. The mission of this connected podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but be listened to. These conversations, of course, share the different perspectives of me and my guest. You, of course, are always welcome to agree or even disagree. But as always, we hope that it is done with charity. I'm Catholic.Dad, former youth minister and just a permanent father and husband. Welcome to this Connected Podcast. Fam, I have a special guest. As you can see, someone who looks a lot better and prettier than me. Of course, I am, as my children would say, am pretty, pretty happy to have Christine Merriman from St. Christopher in Moreno Valley. Welcome to the podcast, Christine. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. And as always, I tell everyone, I am so nervous every time I have a new guest on because, um, you know, it's it's like I'm super cringy. And it's like, uh, you, we're doing this and we're going to put this out on YouTube. And I'm like, uh, okay. And so who do we have to do our premiere YouTube um, podcast? Well, someone from YouTube. So <laughs> welcome, Christine. Thank you for coming on. And Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, yeah, we we had to um, do a, a little work here to try to to um, to do this. I'm we. Let me go back. I've been trying to have you on and on the podcast for like so long, and I hadn't even planned to like have it at one of these um, Mexican restaurants in by your church, and they had actually said yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, COVID hits, and so we had to cancel that. And um, and then it died down, and then I called the restaurant again and said, hey, you know, I, we're going to still do the podcast. And they're like, sure, we'll put you in the back booth again. And COVID lockdown hits again, and so we're like, all right, well, let's try to do this. And so here we are doing this podcast, and you f- we finally got together. All in God's timing, you know? Right. And this podcast, folks, ladies and gentlemen, my fam, um, this is going to be our Christmas episode. So why not have Christine, Christmas herself, uh, on the podcast? So so um, a little bit of what I wanted to to have our, our listeners experience is something joyful and something memorable for our Christmas episode. And one of the reasons why I really um, wanted you on was when I discovered, by accident, your YouTube channel through Instagram, and it went on my feed, and you were doing this um, this thing, and it was so churchy, and you were using your hands, and you were all over the place and it was I think it was Beatitudes you were doing Beatitudes and I'm like that is so cool I was like who is that and then I remembered um where we met in a training um yeah and so so Christine tell us 
about yourself, and then we can talk about that YouTube channel. Yeah. So a little bit about me. Um, I'm Christine Merriman, for those who don't know me. I'm 31 years old. I work for the diocese um, at my home parish, St. Christopher, as a coordinator of catechetical ministry. If you don't know what that is, it's basically a fancy title for First Communion Coordinator. For the little ones. So that's pretty much where the, it started for me uh, for my YouTube channel, Christine in Action. Um, it was an extension of my ministry, really, to reach the kids during the COVID time. So COVID for me was really like a blessing in disguise is what I call it. Um, because if it wasn't for COVID and for like this time off, I wouldn't have ever started the YouTube channel. I promise. It wasn't even like in my head. It wasn't even conceived this idea, this thought of making songs for kids to learn about the faith and to memorize like, you know, different prayers and the Ten Commandments, the Beatitudes, right? right? Um, so it's just like a beautiful, you know, discovery that God allowed um, me to create during this downtime um, of being home, being quarantined. So it was just really, really awesome, like how I was able to use my um, my passion for music and my passion for teaching um, and then just meld it together. You know, it's just really, really crazy. <laughs> I, I tell you, like, it's it's amazing. Yeah, keep yeah. going because I'm just amazed on how you got how you got it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, in the beginning, I had so much time. Um, I was just busting out songs left and right. Holy Spirit was just like flowing through me. Like I was like on fire. Like I was writing songs left and right. I was like on a writer's block forever because I used to write songs, you know, secular songs, mm -hmm. whatever, in high school and growing up and stuff. But now it's like um, it just lit this like fire and passion inside of me where it's like I never thought that I could come up with all these different songs like 30 songs in like what three months or something it was just insane I had this little period just to focus on my YouTube channel and as you can see if you look at my channel it's just like it was all posted like in April May June or something like that it's, so, defi um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely your Pentecost there yeah, it was crazy. I was just, I was so like just on it. And I'm just so glad I got the support of like my husband and he was just allowing me to do my thing. I'd record, I would get inspiration one day and I would just like, okay, I'll just do it all. So I'm literally like doing all of this by myself. Like, like I had to learn how to record myself, um, buy the appropriate pro programs like uh, Final Cut Pro, which is what I used to edit. I would use Canva to do like the little images and the wordings and the, you know, all that stuff. And I would put it together. I'd make the song. I'm the, you know, the face of the YouTube channel. So it's like, I'm a one woman show, you know, praise God for these gifts and knowledge that I can even put this together by myself, you know? So it's just been a super crazy blessing. And I'm just so glad um, that I'm able to do this for my ministry. You know, <laughs> yeah. now, you know, I, in doing this podcast and being technically illiterate, um, trying to figure it out, you know, you, you, I, I'm just putting it out there. You know, it's like, um, but how long does it take for you to process just one video? Because I'm like, wow, that takes a lot of work. Because you're not just putting it out like, here's a video of me singing. You're putting graphics in there and. And I'm like, how does she do that? 
Honestly, um, you know, it's just my whole, like, I guess, college years and kind of working in a fast paced industry like fashion. Um, I was always just, you know, always on the go. Like I always had to work really fast in my job. So I guess um, I was just used to, you know, working really quickly. So I can really bust out a, a video and a song, record it, all of that, maybe like in one day. Wow. Yeah, but just get it all done. That's yeah. that is amazing because with me just doing audio clips, it's like one week later, it's like maybe I can get it out there. Uh, again, <laughs> an illiterate here. But you 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 have an artistic background. Yeah. You, yeah. You sing, um, you do art, and I'm assuming yeah. I've always had some type of like design, you know, like aesthetic I can you know I'm a very visual person and I went to art school the art institute um in Inland Empire it's now gone it's dissolved <laughs> um that location but um yeah I went for fashion design and that was like a whole thing I got my bachelor's in that so it was really really cool um to you know really dive into that part of like myself and to make a career out of it it's so beautiful and it it's crazy because like god uses you know everything your experiences and um you know like for him like eventually like it was all it was all for a reason like if, if it wasn't for going to school for that like i wouldn't have had you know the knowledge that i do right to use it for ministry and kind of like what i do now so um he really just uses everything and um transforms it you know to make yeah. it all work in the end. So it's really beautiful, like how it wasn't like the most um, perfect path, you know, to like come to work for the church, but it all worked out in the best way possible. I wouldn't have it any other way, to be honest. It's just how it's just, you know, allowing God to just take um, your past, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, and then, he can make it so much more beautiful if you just allow him to and and make it 20 million times better than you can ever possibly imagine. So that's why it's like, Hey, you never know. And you have nothing to lose too. When you, when you give everything to God and that's like, literally like I'm a testament to that, you know, my whole life. So. Yeah. So did you, did you always know that this was going to be where you're at or did you have other dreams? Oh man. No, I never, I never, ever thought, like, I would work for the church, and this is what I'll be doing. Like, if you would have told me literally, like, maybe three, five years ago, I'd be like, what? No. <laughs> like, it's just, it wasn't even, like, like I said, it wasn't, like, in my plans at all. Um, but, you know, that's a whole different story. Like, that whole, you know, conversion process and, like, how, you know, God opening me up to the possibilities of something like this. If you just kind of, you know, listen to him and kind of mm -hmm. um, discern properly, um, he'll open the doors when it's time, when it's his time. And when you're ready, it all comes together in this like aha moment, you know? Wow. And you just have to say yes or no. And it's, and like, you'll feel it in your heart when you know that it's God's will. Like, It'll be so perfectly crystal clear in your mind if it is what God wants. Like, that's what my spiritual director told me when, like, 
I was like still discerning with like my husband now. Um, like as if he's the one for me, cause I was like still on the fence, you know, but he's like, you'll know, like, you don't, you're not going to have any doubts that he's the one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's crazy. That's, it goes for like, I mean, vocation, it goes for, um, career, it goes for everything. Like, it'll just be in your heart and it, you won't have any doubts. Wow. So, so were you, you know, you, you are such a, you know, what I would call a powerhouse of, of a person who has such trust and such love and such faith. Um, did, were you always like that from when you were a child, when you were in high school and you were in college? Um, because a lot of times people always see youth ministers and they're like, Oh yeah. I mean, you know, they'll always, well, I, I wasn't like you, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't in youth group. I wasn't always, you know, I'm, I'm broken. I can't be serving God because I'm, I'm this. I mean, were you that, um, ideal person that youth always look at as the youth minister or a person who serves the church or a person who works at the church and says, Oh yeah, she's like, she's probably one of those who's like led a perfect saintly life. Oh no, no, no. I was definitely the opposite of that. So growing up, it was um, really difficult because I didn't have the proper formation. I didn't get it from my parents. I didn't get it from anywhere. Like, I mean, I got my first communion when I was like in fourth grade, but it pretty much ended there. And I pretty much had to navigate my way through life and kind of just taking things as it is. I didn't pray. I didn't really do much until I met somebody in high school and who actually invited me to a youth group. And that's where it all started for me. Um, my youth group, LOC, Lambs of Christ, doesn't exist right now. Um, but, you know, it was literally like God um, trying to reach into my my life, into my soul and into my heart and to get me to notice him at least or to build that relationship. And that's where it all started. I had my doubts, of course, like I would go to like um, the harvest in Riverside, the Christian, you know, that whole big old fancy. Great music. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, I had doubts. I was like, why is Mama Mary so important? Like, who is she? And like, I didn't understand the faith, you know? And they, I always hear like, um, you know, those that don't understand the faith fully, like they, they leave the faith. And like, if you really yeah. understood the, the realness, the truth, the tradition, everything like that, like no one would ever leave. But it's like, I had to discover that on my own. We all do. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so it just took me a while to really, um, just kind of get that formation going. I got confirmed really quickly. Um, kind of cheated my way through that. Um, it was like expedited cause I knew some people. So like they got me, <laughs> like in so like I got confirmed really fast and, she got fast tracked yeah yeah but you know it all like I said it all happens for a reason and things like that but like after that I you know I kind of strayed a bit like I, I wasn't really like a hundred percent in my faith I wasn't really convicted I wasn't really changed God wasn't the priority in my life he was more like second place kind of thing or like just like an afterthought if I needed him or whatever um, my life wasn't revolved around my faith until I had this moment, you know, where it's like I had, I hit rock, rock bottom in my life. Um, and that's when I, I was just like, you know what, I just need to try your way, God, 
because what I'm doing, I'm obviously failing and like, it's my fault, you know, everything. So let me just let go and let you lead me and see where that takes me. Right. And that was the best decision of my life. And that's where literally he transformed me like this mess of a person, you know, like all over the place. I'm, I'm already what mid twenties, you know, and still like, it's not too late, you know, to, to say yes to him, to give up your life and to follow him. You know, he's always there waiting for us. And that's, you know, the invitation is there. It's just like, are you, are you willing to just take his hand and grab it and then just let him lead you? Like I said, but it was just. So, so your walk wasn't, you know, because when you're telling me this and then you have that conversion, you know, most people who are listening, I was like, Oh yeah, well, three months later over the summer, she had a conversion, but you're saying you're already in the mid twenties. So that meant that your path took a while. It definitely did. Very stubborn. Um, you know, I had to learn the hard way. Definitely. I had to go through some things and you know what I learned along the way is that God has to break some hearts in order for him to get into it. You know, for me, it was like these relationships that I've had in the past and things like that. Um, I have a son, he's 12 years old. I had him when I was 18, you know, so, um, that was part of it. Like, you know, how I pretty much not led a scandalous life, but, you know, back at that time, like there wasn't a lot of, you know, kids my age that had kids mm. as it is kind of not popular now, but it's more accepted. Like, embraced, accepted. Yeah. Like now it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. Cool. Ha- congrats. You know, but it's like before I was kind of persecuted for it, you know, being in the youth group, um, it caused a scandal and, you know, like. I had to make reparation for that and, you know, whoever I affected or, you know, maybe it caused people to leave. I don't know. Did you, um, did you feel like you were pushed away from group or did some bit, people? Yeah. Some people kind of showed me like their true colors in a sense, but there were a few that really stood like stuck by me and like really told me like, you know, um, like we're here for you and you know what, those other people are saying about you or whatever, like it's not right. And you know that like I needed those people because I didn't have anybody, you know, to like guide me and help me and to keep me at least like in the church, you know, at least still Mm -hmm. believing in God. But um, I had to just kind of start over and just kind of reevaluate my whole life. (laughs) It was really hard. Um, So I I clearly just like kind of left my whole prayer life when I started um, when I had my son. So I had to, yeah, basically start over. I had to grow up quickly because I became a, a single young mom, you know, um, it was, it was tough, but, you know, I thank God for like my family and the support that I, that I did have all those years. Um, that just, it was just crucial for me. Cause it's like, I don't know how I would, would have survived without those people. So it's just really crazy. Like, yeah. you know, it's really messy, you know, like how how the how church is. Out. Yeah. And your example right there of, you know, sometimes, you know, even people in your youth group, people that you would expect to be most understanding are people who are Christians. Um, and they're not. <laughs> and it's an example of this is the church. We are um, broken. 
Uh, and unfortunately, that happened, uh, and it, it'll continue to happen. But you said something that's so deep that that you know that I heard, and said sometimes hearts have to be broken so that God can come in. That's yeah. deep, you know. I heard that somewhere. It's not an original thing. Um, I don't know. I can't say like who the credit goes to, but you know, some things just kind of stick with you, <laughs> um, and it just pretty much transforms everything like in your life and then yeah. your whole perspective, all of that changes and it just, it hits you, it changes you. you so know? what brought you back? Um, to be honest, like I said, it was like I hit rock bottom. Like I, I, I had, I lost everything. Like I, I got out of a relationship that wasn't, good for me and things like that. Um, and I knew that in order for me to at least be happy, like I knew that, um, you know, I had this guilt, you know, throughout the years where it's like, it's like, like I know what I should be doing, which is to go to church, to go to mass and the sacraments and things like that. But, um, like I was choosing not to whatever, for whatever reason, but it's like, I always felt like God just knocking on the door of my heart, kind of like nudging me kind of thing. Um, and, you know, it was just like, I couldn't fight that anymore. And I, I was, I just felt like I always had this, like, what's it called? Cause you know, when you receive like the sacraments, you know, obviously baptism and like mm -hmm. confirmation, although I was kind of like living in sin or whatever, it's like, I felt like the prayers of like my family and friends, especially the ones who are religious, um, like they, I feel like their prayers have really, you know, helped bring me back, like convert me. And it's so powerful too, you know, because I know that there's, I, you know, I have so many of them who have chosen to be a religious and I'm just so blessed to know them um, and to have that relationship. But um, like, I know that it's because of their prayers, like, like they never, you know, like stopped praying for me and things like that. So it's just, they never know, gave up on a lot that. of things like God's grace, you know, like through the sacrifices and prayers of like people and, um, yeah. And just kind of being open too, because it's like, we also have to be receptive to his grace and to, to want that as well. So I'm just glad that, you know, I was at that place where I was ready to just, Take that step. That's beautiful. You literally have Jonah moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So um, now you you are doing this thing and you're making people happy. And obviously, I, I have to ask this because um, um, because our listeners would probably want to know how did you meet that guy? You know, Mister Merriman. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. So. Just a little backstory. His name is Philip. Um, he was actually a seminarian for 10 years. Um, Wait, you took him but, away from God? No. <laughs> like, he came back and then we met. Okay. <laughs> but um, I just think that, you know, during that time when he was in the seminarian life, like, I was also raising my son and figuring myself out. So, like, again, God's timing, right? So, um, we met back in 2015 
um, actually, sorry, sorry, sorry. He came back in 2015. We met through a mutual friend. His name is John Paul Devera. He works at the diocese. <laughs> I don't know if you know him. Um, he's our really good friend. He invited us to a yellow card concert, like that rock band. Mm-hmm. You know, that pop rock band, whatever. They retired, basically. Like they're, They had like a 20-year like uh, farewell concert. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, let's go. It was in L.A., you know. And um, I guess Philip bought the tickets for like 10 people. And then John Paul invited me. It's like he, he was trying to you know, connect us. He was doing the hookup. Yeah. He was playing like, you know, Cupid or something. And I'm like, all right. So, you know, we met and like, honestly, like he was like like, a cool guy, like, but it it wasn't really like sparks flying in the beginning, you know, like (gasps) you weren't attracted. I don't know if it was, no, I don't think I, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't at first, to be honest, to be honest, like it was just like, Oh, like he's a really cool guy. And that's it. Like, let's be friends, you know? But what's funny is that, you know, because in past relationships, I was always about, like, the spark or, like, oh, like, I'm, I'm head over heels for this person because of whatever, like, their looks or something, you know, super superficial. Mm-hmm. It was lame. But, um, but with him, it was different. But I, I thank God because, because we had that season of friendship. And for those who are discerning marriage or you know are looking for like a boyfriend a girlfriend whatever the season of friendship is the most important because you're able to be yourself without any pressures or trying to pretend to be somebody that you're not you're you're just being you you know you're not trying to like impress anybody so that whole it was like a year where we were just kind of like we were just best friends really like we had so much in common it was so beautiful where we just kind of like prayed for each other. We, we hung out a lot. Um, and he drove out here in the weekends from Oxnard. I live in Marino Valley. So he was like really showing like, okay, like he, um, you weren't effort, getting, you, know? you weren't getting the hint. Um, yeah. Like we would talk about it all the time. Like our friends would just be like, so like, you know, Phil and I'm like, uh huh. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, it was, it wasn't time yet, but like, it was funny because we went on a date on October 1st, St. Teresa's Feast Day. Um, so we went to like Mission Inn to like grab breakfast or something. It was like a date, but um, we, we decided to crash like this wedding expo because it was like the same, at the same time, it was a Sunday. So we we're like, okay, this would be really funny if we pretend that we were married or engaged sorry, engaged. And we went to crash this expo and got some free food and whatnot. And just, <laughs> just look at the mission in, you know, and you know, it was hilarious. We even have like little like photo booth pictures from that day. Um, you know, it was just really funny. And then we, we ended it with like adoration or something, but it was just like, you know, it just made me think like, you guys are so crazy. Catholic. <laughs> like is he really the one lord like please give me a sign because right now i I don't like feel it you know but like the signs are there you know things like that um so yeah it was just it just took time but you know what this is the funny part um like months later like in february february i think um i was i was trying to be like a good best friend and be like 
hey, Phil, like, I'm going to hook you up with somebody, okay? Because I felt bad because I didn't feel that same, like, like kind of, like, feeling or affection towards him where I wanted to pursue something. But I wanted to be, like, nice and be like, hey, like, I know somebody. Maybe you guys can, like, go on a date. And then he was like, all right. And I was kind of like, oh, heck. I was, like, pissed a little bit because I was just like, oh, wait, she- I thought you liked me, you know? But, um, and then the friend, my girlfriend, like, she was down too. So I was like thinking in my head, I was like, oh no, like, what, if what did is? I do? <laughs> because I did, you know, like, what the heck? And then all of a sudden I started thinking about like, dang it. I was like, Phil, we're not going to be best friends anymore because you're going to be with your, with your girlfriend, maybe. Um, and you guys are going to have like the perfect little family, all this stuff. And you can't be calling your best friend, me on the side because it's not right. Like, I wouldn't want that. If I was your girlfriend, you can't be talking to a girl. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, that's not true. Like, we're going to be friends. Like, don't worry. And like, I'm like, no, can't have that. So, you know, that, that day I was literally something in my heart changed where it was like, I can't see my life without this person. Like, I can't, I can't imagine him with anybody else except for me. And that was when I told him, I was like, no, I like you. Like, I really (laughs) do like you. So that was literally like, it was like, like that, like a a flip of the switch. It was really crazy. Like, um, wasn't forced, but it's like that moment when you feel like you're going to lose somebody, like, and then you really think about it, I guess, where it's just like, can you imagine your life without this person? Without air. Um, that that was it and then we kind of like just kind of you know fast-tracked our relationship we became boyfriend girlfriend for like you know a month and then he proposed to me three two three months later in june and then we got married one year later so (laughs) he he just wanted to make sure that you did not set him up again with another one of your friends (laughs) wow that was crazy i was like you know, I felt so bad. You know, in the beginning, I was like, wait, never mind. I like him now. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little mini TOB class right there, friends. <laughs> That's so romantic, though. That is so cute. I mean, listeners are probably going, oh, I want that for myself, too. Yeah. You know what? I, I always thought I was going to be single blessed because, I mean, I had my son, right? But it was like, I was so convinced like that was like my vocation because I was just fine doing my little routine, my perfect little prayer life, doing everything, checking the boxes, whatever kind of thing. And just, just, you know, building my relationship with God, you know, the way I was supposed to this whole time. Right. But it's like, you never know God. I, I call Philip my curveball in life. You know, God will throw you some curveballs, and you just, it's like, you never, <clears throat> You never know. Uh, but if you put God first, you know, he will tell you like your love story. Mm-hmm. He will show you. It's just that, but put him first. That's the thing. Um, before the season of friendship, the most important is the season of singleness um, and building your relationship with God. Because I heard this in the talk somewhere. First, you want to, run towards God, like, and then look to your, your, your side and see who's running with you. And that's who, you know, who God kind of has for you, because 
you want people who are after the same goals as you who want to go to heaven right who want um you know that like sacramental worldview where it's like you know that there is eternal life after this life you know and that there's more important things so it's just important when you're just like chasing after god and then just kind of looking to see like okay who's who's with you who's really meant to um bring you to heaven because that's the ultimate right as husband and wife. So that's something to think about. So, yeah. You have such a passion. You have such a passion. Uh, I'm assuming, and this is a presumption, that you've Uh always had this passion about you. You're always probably the person who's that friend who's always happy and and trying to make everyone happy. Uh, So this segues to, to this whole thing that you created because of the blessing of COVID, and I, I, I say that very loosely, and you know, prayers for those people who are struggling with COVID during this Christmas season. But there were blessings that came out of COVID. There, yeah. there were a lot of people that I met um, who I, I literally have not met yet in person, wow. but have met through Zoom, through virtual ministry, and have been very close friends. And I don't even know how tall they are, <laughs> you know. Uh, <clears throat> and so, my whole relationship with some of the people that I've met in, in different dioceses and even different states have all been virtual, and and I would have never met them if we weren't forced to find ways to communicate, to share the good news through social media. I mean, this whole thing just blew up and um i'm i'm looking forward to one day meeting all those people including you although we did meet one time during a youth specialization uh class um, we, were, we were partnered up we were <laughs> really providential which is really crazy i think but yeah yeah you're that... very impressive i remember you just kind of left your mark you know like i i took a, you know like attention like because i knew that when you were talking and you're part of like the whole program, I didn't know that you were going to be a speaker, but like, I was really like caught off guard, but it was, it was such like a pleasant, you know, kind of wit- to witness that. Like, it was like a really nice um, thing. I was like, wow, like he's so on fire. Like, it, I mean, you're, you still are, you're, you know, you're, you're still I'm, doing I'm just the excited. podcast and, you know, you're being so consistent and with everything. And it's just so awesome to witness and to be a part of that. So well, yeah. th- thank you for that. Um, but this is about you. <laughs> but, but one of the things, though, that I have to tell people whenever I do go to these talks and I have to present, I am part of the class. And so it's it's always awkward. And they ask, well, y- y- you want to stay for the whole thing? You want to participate? Yeah. So I get to know who the people are. It's kind of awkward. I mean, you just show up and, and give a presentation. It's kind of like, wah, wah, wah. oh, here comes a person who's going to present. But when you're there and you're you're hanging out with the people, you actually get to know what they want, what they need, and so that when you do speak, you don't give them um, um, in the box presentation, but a, a presentation yeah. that is catered to them because you kind of get to know what they they're about and what are their needs. Um, different, you know, different times in those classes. Uh-huh. This group. Needs something else. It's an older 
group of youth ministers versus a very younger group of youth ministers. So if you come in and you're like, oh, I prepare this for older youth ministers and they're all young ones, um, <laughs> it's not going to be relevant. So that that's my insanity that goes into that. But anyways, the blessing of COVID for you, which is for us, because I always tell people um, about your YouTube channel, especially for those people who have a younger group. Because yeah. unfortunately, even when you go to confirmation, a lot of our, our young people, as you said, weren't formed very well. Yeah. They they don't know their prayers, their simple rote prayers. <laughs> yeah. They don't know it. They don't know our traditions. And and sometimes I, I go to when we did have live classes, you would still see the the really older catechists teaching yeah. them still the same old ways. And you see the looks on the faces of these kids that are their minds are a million miles away because it's not relevant for them it's not engaging they're not learning they're not they're not enjoying yeah. learning about Jesus and and that's important now i say that's important if a person is not enjoying the food then they're not going to eat it and so if they don't understand how delicious the eucharist is then they're not ever going to go and really understand that I should consume him um, because yeah. it was presented in a way that was bland or sometimes even bitter. You know what I mean? Sometimes you know, yeah. a, a child comes out there and it's like, oh, Jesus, it's mean. Um, I'm never going to go to church again <laughs> because the catechist represents Christ. And um, so going to what you've provided in these videos and with, you know, Zoom religious ed, and people can easily just log on and show your videos. Kids are excited. They're like, you know, they're doing the movements. And, and you're like, well, this is easy. And just show a bunch of these videos, you know, instead of teaching yeah. them over and over. <laughs> you just say, okay, this is your homework. I want you to watch three of these videos and then tell me about it. And the kids do. And you don't have to kill yeah. trees and send home paper. Um, you don't have to create anything because yeah. Christine in Action has already created it. <laughs> so so, so um, what was your inspiration again? Um, honestly, because of COVID um, and already working about almost a year into the faith formation year, um, I just saw, like you just said, you hit the nail on the head where it's like, it's not fun for the kids. They're not engaged. And the catechists, they're disconnected from this generation, unfortunately. You know, like the ones that are still teaching after 20 mm -hmm. years, God bless them, you know, like for their service. Um, but it's like, it cannot, cate catechesis cannot be done the same way um, as it has been, right, in the past. Because times are changing, kids are changing. They're totally in a different place, like you said. So it's like we have to meet them where they're at, right? Just like how mm -hmm. Jesus would. And like for me, this was like the opportunity to really like, okay, let me use this time and utilize these gifts and whatever knowledge that I know about, you know, the tech world and actually 
make a difference in a sense, even though it was just for my ministry, just for my, my kiddos, you know, grades one through six. But, um, you know, I didn't know like the impact that it would make to like other people because people are sending me videos from like Long Beach and Texas and like, who knows? And like, you're, you're spreading like, you know, the, the channel as well. And, you know, thank you and praise God. Like this is all for God's greater glory. And that is always the tagline at the very end you know, for God's greater glory. So, you know, it's just to, like I said, to bring these younger souls to him, at least just to kind of, you know, make it more interesting. Like I know there's brother Francis, the DVDs where it's like Mm -hmm. the animation, brother Francis is awesome. Um, but it's kind of cringy, you know, it's just a little bit like, it's not the best animation out there, but it's still really good. And I'm like, you know what? No one's making music videos or whatever for Catholic kids. So I'm like, I saw the, the the niche and the need for it. And I'm like, whoa, okay, Lord, I, I hear, yeah, I hear you. The inspiration's there. All right, let me do this, you know? And so honestly, like COVID again, it literally rattled faith formation. Um, all ministries in our diocese, like they were scrambling around, like, what are we going to do online? You know, like they're literally like, had no choice basically just to kind of like continue their programs and make it, make it something worthwhile. But, you know, I, I was kind of like asked to, to lead that whole tech part of it and, you know, bringing an online um, aspect to a faith formation. So I was on the team for that, uh, for the diocese, which is really a blessing and really cool that, you know, they reached out to me and, it was because like the, they're like the Holy spirit told me to mm-hmm. contact you. And I'm like, all right, God, <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really crazy. Um, but you know, it's just like, I see where the blessing is and where the need is. And like, why would, why God would allow, you know, something and an evil like COVID, you know, but I was just reading in, in the catechism today that God allows certain things to happen that may not make sense to mm-hmm. us like COVID but because he knows there's a greater good that will come out of it, you know? So there's no such thing as like, you know, God wants evil and things like that, but because in his, you know, omnipotence and everything like that, like Mm -hmm. he just sees that there's going to be good from this. And the church needs that. Would you say? Definitely. Needs this whole revival and to change the way that we've been teaching, like let's go on Google classroom, let's make it easier for ourselves and not, just do the old dinosaur way, which, which worked in the past and it worked for my generation, whatever. But I don't, I don't even know because it, I don't remember anything, but it's just like, let's just make, let's just be creative and, and really like inject some life, you know, into the program. And I see why God called me to this ministry to teach, you know, I was a youth minister when I, when I met you, um, I was doing that for like eight months, but um, you know, God opened the door at my home parish and I knew I had to take it, which is weird because I only knew about the opportunity to work at St. Christopher because of Jesse, um, my friend, my coworker who was at the youth specialization course. And we were just talking like casually, like, Oh, like how's St. Christopher doing and stuff. He's like, Oh, there's an opening, whatever this and that. And I'm like, what? Okay, let me apply. And it just kind of, it just happened organically. Um, So first, my heart was in youth ministry, but 
you know, like I said, God will open doors at the right time. And, you know, I did what I could at Holy Spirit in Hemet, or my, my first job um, in the church. And I thank God for that opportunity. And I learned a lot from it. But, um, you know, I feel like I did what I could. And it was just enough, I think, at that time. But like I said, God will bring us through different things for a reason. And at the right time, we just have to kind of be open to it. So yeah. He'll lift you up and put you where he wants you, where yeah. the need is. And and that is completely a blessing because now we have Christine in action. And exactly. yeah, praise God. Because um, fam, I want to show you some of these crazy videos that this girl, this woman has put. So um, for you guys who are on not watching this on YouTube, we're going to share some videos of of Christine. Um, if I can find it, uh, let me see. I think, oh, do you see it? Yes. All right. So this one, you said, this one was like one of your first, but this is actually one of my favorites. Hold on. What happened? I got U.S. elections instead. The what the heck is that? Is designed to bring. All right. So let me go find Christine in action. This is one of those things. I don't think I'm going to cut that because this is just the way that the podcast is. Uh, so wh- where did it go? Okay. Uh, videos. So let's pick something here. Um, where did it go? Okay. It was one of the first ones. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, the one with the hand signals. Okay, so check this out. Oh. Shorter because I know the attention span of the little one. Wait, hold on, hold on. I I got another one of your videos that just went on. Let me let me just share it because it's just out there. If I can find it, look at that. All right. Whoops. Okay. So that was your trailer. That was. 
Yeah, that yeah. that just popped up. God yeah. is saying, "Hey, you got to show the trailer." <laughs> but but I, as you said, they're all one minute because of the attention span of of, of young people. Um, make it any longer, then they lose interest. And, and I love the I love the the action. The the reason why I, I'm just so um, attracted to that one is because there's no preventing you from not doing all of the hand movements. You know, I learned that action song. So youth group introduced me to action songs and it's uh, praising God three times through the words of the song, through, through singing and through the action. So it's like, it's beautiful. Like a threefold prayer, you know, to God. Um, and so that's why Christine in action kind of came about because it's, the action songs really um i know i don't have a lot of action songs where i'm like really in it and i and some of them are just words um you know to make it different but um yeah i the goal for all of them really like you can make up your own actions if you want so 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 that's pretty much i love it yeah i i love it i i love that that whole thing with with the hand movements the action because kids learn more they they say it they sing it and they move on it and you know that's your entire class it's like they, they take something home i'm pretty sure that you have students and people who do this uh, they're singing it in the it, they're singing it in the car they're singing it on the way home parents are probably going oh, can we just stop with a christine in action please hopefully not you know parents please don't uh, because it's beautiful uh, your kids, you know, when 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 my kids were growing up, um, well, those were the days of Barney and things like that. Constantly playing because there were morals to uh, to the 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 story. There was a teaching, um, and in a way, this is a great way to form our young children. Is to play these. I mean, everyone has an iPad, everyone has a laptop, everyone has an iPhone. And they can play this instead of, of doing anything else. Make sure that for our parents who are listeners, um, play this for your children because this is formation on the go. You know, in a world of fast food, guess what? Here's fast food formation. Fast food formation, FFF. <gasps> I'm going to trademark that, fast food formation. It's the Eucharist. But uh, you know what? This is our Christmas special, Christine. I love your name, Christine. You know, very Christmassy. And um, can you sing us a song? Yeah. Um, let's see. I threw her under the bus right there. Oh, she has a guitar. <laughs> ready. I actually have no talent, so I love it when people have talent. It's just. It's just really cool to have always, like, you know, had this knack for writing songs. I first started writing songs when I was, like, 14. So, yeah, just got to keep um, keep it alive. You never know what God's going to do with your with your talents, you know. Um, I was going to sing Pray Hope and Don't Worry. Wonderful. If you feel sad and down don't forget jesus is around he 
is there through the highs and lows. Don't you know? All you have to do is pray, hope, and don't worry, pray, hope, and don't worry, pray, hope, is all that you have to do. Jesus, I trust in you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I love it. Padre Pio, I hope, and don't worry. Oh, that's <laughs> that amazing. That song, so I had to. I had to. You literally can just create jingles. I love it. Yeah. It's it's so fun. I never thought, like, I'd be writing, like, Catholic Catholic jingles. Catholic jingles. Yeah, they're, like, just a minute long and short but sweet. But the cate- catechism's in there. Yeah. All the words, the lyrics, I don't know if you've ever, like, really, you know, dissected it or listened hard. Um, but it, it's really taken from the Bible. It's taken from the CCC, from the catechism. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, they're not my words. They're his. <laughs> well, um, for my confirmation class of 10th, 11th, and 12th graders, yeah. I use the Beatitudes and I use the Ten Commandments. And they, yeah, I mean, they're, they're looking at it and you could see their smiles because they're oh. like, oh, this is for kids. But they yeah. learn it and it's fun. Uh, you know, it's like, why why do I want to put on something for like old people when when this literally takes you back you know, for, for people in high school and you take them back to how it was when they were kids? And when their eyes were open to, to learning how fun faith is, how fun church is, um, it brings them back. So for you guys who are also in confirmation, um, you should use these videos as well because I do. So it's a recommend. You know the Beatitudes. They're only going to learn it if they sing it, and the Ten Commandments. Um, you know when they sing it, they learn it. Um, even you know when we test them, just sing it, just sing it. Ooh, yeah. yeah, just sing it. You don't have to write it down. Just sing it. Power of music, right? And it's funny because it also takes away some of the young people's um, shyness. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times people don't like to share their faith because they're shy about it. Uh, I said, "Well, just sing it." It's like, who cares? They don't know you. It's like, Tell them you found it on YouTube. Because you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, Christine, what message do you have for, like, our young people, our young adults who who are watching this or listening to this and, and see you as an example and say, hey, you know what? You know, she's great and she can do this. Um, you know, what, what message, you know, the, the song that you said, what message of hope do you have for our young listeners and our, you know, other listeners? Basically, we are called to be the saints of this generation, of this time, of right now, right? Um, One of my mottos in life is to never settle. And one day at a time, you know? Um, If you just do what you have to do for today, and you do it well, and you offer it to God, and, you know, that's pretty much where it is every day um you know start by doing what's necessary then do what's possible and then suddenly you're doing the impossible so i just 
honestly, if you just receive the sacraments, remain in the state of grace, you know, God can just do everything through you. And it's just going to be such a beautiful thing to, to witness and to see how many change because of you, you know? Um, so just, just say yes, say yes to God. That's it. That's right. <laughs> yes. Be open, go to confession. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> awesome. You know what? There is so much I want to talk to you about. Um, I hope you come back on another podcast with us uh, because you have such a story to tell. Um, and you're such a pleasant guest. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Thanks, God. It, um, yeah. You're being really nice right now. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's true. You know, well, every every single one of our guests are, are, are fun. But, um, but, you know, you have that smile, you have a story to tell, and you're sharing it. I'm sure our listeners are are taking notes and are, you know, this definitely connected. Um, We have a lot of uh, younger listeners who are also uh, young ladies who I would say from the messages that they send us um, really connected, your story really connected. And I thank you for that, that you've allowed the Holy Spirit to work through you um, so that you may touch other people I do believe that we have a call, we all have a mission, and I am so glad you said yes to this mission because you are changing lives, Christine, and so I'm so happy just to be a part of this. So um, for all you people out there who are listening, if you want to go check out Christine's um, YouTube channel, it's literally just says Christine in action. Um, just just go look for it. Um, you always, um, you know, what was so funny was I kept playing yours, and then the other one that you said with the Franciscan um, cartoon character kept coming out. I'm like, what the heck? Leave my Christine alone. Uh, but yeah, so you just have to go back and find Christine in action. Definitely good for religious education, folks. If you're doing religious education, even for confirmation, formation. Check out these videos. Play them for your confirmands, for the little kids who are in your class. They're so, so fun to watch because um, as I see them, when you see the kids starting to do those hand gestures just like you are and doing the hand movements, even the boys who are like too cool to do it and all of a sudden they're having fun doing it, just keep playing it for them. They, they just have fun doing it and then they lose that feeling of, oh, I'm embarrassed to do this. It's not cool. Well, it's cool when everybody else is doing it. So that's just, just, those are miracles. Those are baby miracles. So thank you for coming on the podcast, Christine. You have been a blessing. Any pa- parting words? Um, honestly, Merry Christmas. Yes. <laughs> um, Happy New Year. Um, you'll all be in my prayers. Um, yeah, just, just continue. Um, you know, being, being you and getting closer to God, um, you know, hopefully we'll see each other soon, if not in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um, just know I'm praying for you guys, and I really hope that um, any of what we said today, you know, would help you in your relationship with God and getting closer. At least that's that's my prayer. So thank you so much for allowing me to come on here. Finally, um, and it's just it's such a such a blessing and an honor 
so glad that, you know, we connected and we met and yeah, that, um, that we're doing this and it's, it's here. Definitely. And you know what? As an early Christmas present for everyone, um, we wanted to make sure that you had some really, really joyful moments during Christmas. So when you hear this podcast, and uh, what we always say is Christmas is every single day, we pray that this podcast and what what uh, we talked about brings a smile to your face. Because if you're watching this on YouTube, you could see that I completely have a, a big, huge smile on my face all the way through because... Christine, you bring out joy in the things that you do. So, folks, that's all we have for this episode of This Connected Podcast. Thank you, Christine, for coming on. Um, if you want to send us comments, if you want to send us uh, an email of how things went, or if you want more information about Christine, um, send us an email at catholic.dad50.com, catholic.dad50 at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. You can also DM Christine on, is that Christine in Action on Instagram? Yes. Yeah, Christine in Action on Instagram. Uh, she's on YouTube at uh, Christine in Action. Simple as that. Please subscribe to the podcast for any um, on any of your, the podcast platforms. Just support us. Just listen. Refer it to a friend. You know, it helps in the algorithms. Give us um, a review or whatever you do on that social media stuff. I'm not technically savvy, so that's all we're going to say. Just look at the link that we have on our Instagram, on our YouTube, wherever it is. Someone will put it out there. But more important than anything is remember, friends, live a life of holiness. We'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. And most importantly, be blessed and be third. And now here's our outro music. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. This is Parousia. Drown out the noise. And see if this connected. And see if this connected. Attention passengers, we've now reached our destination. We hope you enjoyed the flight and have a nice day. This connected podcast is brought to you by. The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The Cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation.
I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021. T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.